0: You are listening to Reads and Weeds, hosted and created by Shelly Smith. For each episode, Shelly and her guests read a book, then they smoke weed and talk about it. Here's your host, Shelly Smith. Pritchett, Pritchett. So, um, this one is called Mama's Baby, Baby's Mama. Oh my God. Mama's baby daddy's murder. That's right. (laughs) Mama's (laughs) baby daddy's murder. Oh my gosh. And as soon as she told us, because the first one, if you've read, maybe Shorty should be a detective, you know that the end is a cliffhanger. And you're like, that bitch better be right in that next book right now. (laughs) Where is it? Which is what Claire and I asked her very nicely. Yeah, you did. You didn't call
1: me a bitch. Thank you.
0: Right. We said, <laughs> we said, hey, we would really like it if there was another installment in this series, please.
2: Please share uh, with us. Please share
0: with us. We expect a due date. Yes, and it's so Ish. it's so fun again, all over,
2: and the names. Oh my God, I knew well, everybody in think- this book. <laughs> this cliffhanger is even more cliffy. Cliff more. <laughs> Crazy than the first one. I want people to love Romeo. I really do. But I just I I had love to make
1: Romeo's
0: him. Parents. Yeah, they're great. Oh. <laughs> yeah They were in one scene, and I was like, I hope there is a spinoff with four of Romeo's parents. <laughs> they're the shit. What do they do on the weekends? I want to know. It reminded them. me.
1: I wrote them based on teachers I had when I went to Burton International. And I went to that really hippy-dippy school with people from mm-hmm. all over the world. And we had, like, the Iranian teacher and the German teacher. And they were just these really cool people. They were just great people.
2: Yeah, yeah You know what I mean? Course. And I was like, I
1: just want them to be really great people. Because how else would you get a guy that's this altruistic? Because he's almost right. annoyingly good guy. You
0: know what I mean? I love that whole family. Because something tragic happened to them. That's why. That's why mm-hmm. they're believable. Because you get the little tiny sentence of tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. And... We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get well,
2: all into that it. That was going to be, that's like my first kind of comment about this one, both books, but this one more so because you do get to meet more characters for longer, that all mm-hmm. of the characters are so rich and clear. And obviously, as you just said, because they're based on real people, that they really mm-hmm. do have like in your mind, whole life and a whole backstory. So...
0: Okay. Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to catch up listeners. I'm going to catch up listeners. So um, Heather Jay is the author of both of these books. And it's a, de- mm, it's a detective story about a family, the French's and their neighborhood and their people in Detroit. And Chelsea is the pr- main protagonist, Chelsea French, her brother Carter, their mother, Diane, has passed away, but she sort of still figures in the story, in the mood of the story. Their dad, Ray, has remarried, a super rich woman, gone to Florida, all sorts of mixed
2: feelings about that. <laughs> <Her> <laughs> in, the first, is, in the first book, she's pregnant. Like, and, love yeah. him, Rashad.
0: Rashad, oh my God, what a crazy dude. I was <laughs> <I'll> give <it laughs> that guy that I'd want to hang out with and then leave like well it was good to see him for 15 yeah. minutes <laughs> yeah Rashad Rashad
2: is a mess like you're gonna have fun but then something bad is gonna happen yeah you had yeah. like three glasses of champagne thrown at you as yeah. well, like, maybe you almost got hit by a sports car like
0: you're like did you buy a did you just buy a shark yeah <laughs> like, yeah
2: but you don't shark. want a home yeah you want, but to you don't like want a, a home. cheetah or something <laughs>
0: oh my god so these
2: characters the
1: guy that doesn't have a house he does he lives everywhere and he lives decadent but he's not thought to buy a house yet
0: oh yeah oh yeah oh my god I wanted to talk about that conversation specifically in a minute I want to catch the listeners up so if you haven't read the first one yet read it it's such a quick read you'll love it and you'll be ready for this next one and in the first one Chelsea is you're you're discovering that Chelsea has a knack for sort of solving crimes she's a she's sort of a natural detective not a real detective her brother's a cop but she is just doing her deal and everybody's understanding that she she kind of knows how to solve crimes and it's this very rich cast of characters and a lot of people care about each other and it's funny and the dialogue's really good and it's a page turner and um her baby daddy is in jail and her brother is the person that the cop that arrested him and put him in jail then there's a big cliffhanger and now we're in the second book and um baby daddy's still in jail and we meet new characters and um he's
2: trying to prove his innocence she's baby. trying to
0: prove his innocence yes so um how is that as far as a catch-up did i leave any- so that
1: the criminal Haitian family will not kill her and take her baby. That's
2: right. Right, I mean, that's the whole second book.
1: That is the reason why she is that's motivated to come book. out of her comfort yeah. zone and yeah. so step into book this. Starts, yeah.
2: starts at their uh, barbecue, basically. Yeah, the family barbecue. Barbie. And yeah. then you meet
1: the you meet yeah. the Fontaine clan, and you kind of see how they were how they came to be so horrible. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! And that scene of Archangel bouncing the baby on his knee—and do you say it doozy? Yeah, doozy. Yeah, it means
1: Deucey. number two. Doozy e- means two in French.
0: So oh, okay. that was kind of my way
1: of letting you know that she was always second.
0: Oh but, yeah. my gosh! I was just- <laughs> I was just like, I love this name and I hope it's juicy I hope it's Deucey. Yeah. It's so <laughs> um, that scene where they're all there for his birthday and he's bouncing the baby, it's such a good mob scene Yeah. <laughs> in a movie where they're doing a very like sweet family thing, but also some shit is being, yeah, murdered. the voiceover is like,
2: they were all murderers. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: I
1: wanted, I wanted them to be sinister. I needed to, I, or else why would you be afraid of them? If your mm-hmm. brother's a cop. You know, whoever scares the, the cop family has to be pretty bad, you know? Mm-hmm. So I needed to make sure that they were very, uh, and I saw a picture of this man and he had this green suit on, I don't know who this man was. And he was a Haitian man in, I think he was in New York and he had a like a, like a green, like a frog green suit with a red shirt and a black tie. He had no socks in these like very expensive black shoes. And I was like, I want him to be, like I said, that's how I see archangel like yeah. this really oh, over really? the top kind of insanely dressed man but he's so confident with it you would never question the fact that he has on a banana yellow suit you know what I mean <laughs> it's like yes of course I do I want it I want it clothes to pay a play a big part of this story because Detroit is a very fashionista place and if mm-hmm. you don't know that you if you don't know it, it's because you're not from here if you walk through the city of Detroit for two days you're going to see people who you wouldn't even expect to see in clothes you know like what's he doing with a ferragamo belt on a bus because it's detroit you know what i mean <laughs> so we're a very fashion rich community uh-huh. and i wanted to kind of make sure everybody kind of had a sense of style but that makes sense
2: totally totally yeah well the detroit character comes through in that like when you're talking about east versus west side like who's mm-hmm. showy who's the more like we're gonna buy land before we buy yeah. a car, <laughs> right? Uh, <but> a Bentley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh!
1: I know somebody oh with gosh. a Bentley. That's why it's funny because it's like people are like, "That's fake." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no."
0: He lives in it, but he's got a Bentley.
1: <laughs> There's so many <laughs> Bentleys in Detroit. Like, it's Detroit has Bentleys.
2: Like, are you crazy?
0: <laughs> of course, of course. Well, my my Carter, first
2: Carter is known for his flamboyant dress as well. I love how many he's
0: more uh,
1: Savile Row he wants to be he wants to be a little more tailored with his
2: yeah he takes pride like, in his like, Italian suits yeah he's talking about his tailored suits and then yeah like, I don't know what that name is but okay it's oh yeah
1: <laughs> they sell it at Neiman Marcus though everything he has on is available because I was like if somebody looks this up I don't I want them to see we
0: sell it here you know <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes. we have it here I, I was wondering just from like a comedic standpoint how many different people tell him in this book to dress normal? Right. <laughs> Do all the characters get a chance to tell him to dress normal? Between book one and book two, just about everyone has made a comment about his clothes. Just like Tony. I down. love that. I love that. I have my first note it says themes, and then it says stupid men with money and the women <laughs> that part them from it. <laughs> Is that an accurate theme to explore? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so talk amongst yourself about stupid men with money, because there's a lot of them in this book <laughs> and there's a lot of it, women messing with them.
1: I, I agree because um, at the end you realize that, that Ray bought that car for himself and not for Chelsea, but some kind of way it's Chelsea's official car now, you know, and... Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I kind of explained, like, he, he made her buy that car for Chelsea because all the other kids got something. Because mm-hmm. Chelsea and Maddie don't like each other. And Maddie didn't want right. to buy Chelsea anything. And he was like, get mm-hmm. the car. And then you find out at the end, well, the car was really for him all along. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> in book three, we have Ray trying to get this car away from Chelsea. Because it's like, it's not, it's not really suitable for a, a car seat. You know, what right? I mean? Right. So yeah, I thought yeah. that was it. I made myself laugh with that. Was like, ah, <laughs> because I was thinking about my own dad. I was like, there's no way my dad is giving me this car and not coming to get this car every. I know my dad. Like, my dad will buy me a car like that, and then every day he find a reason to have to take. I gotta get an oil change. I gotta get the. Yeah. Driver, he had a car every day. <laughs>
2: and he's like, he's going to like just driving up and down the highways oh yeah my dad it. my dad will <laughs> move
1: cars for 30 minutes every day just to be <laughs> like let me let me take it out you're blocking me you know and be gone for 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i
2: start a car like this every day and so we I need was to like milk. I, said, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I I kind of thought that and then Rashad is obviously a trick obviously any woman can get anything out of Rashad he's just so happy to be at the party you know
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he does something real dumb in the first book too doesn't he doesn't oh he yeah he tries
1: to he tries to buy a he tries to buy a record studio oh
2: that's right book. that's right
0: he wants to be a mogul <laughs> that's right. the whole record
2: studio where she and, needs lee be that's yeah. right who comes back and it took me a minute to remember that right love interest so it's like we were talking about romeo at the beginning right romeo yeah yes yeah like high school boyfriend kind of, or
1: like early 20s boyfriend maybe? Yeah, Romeo met Chelsea when Carter first became a detective okay. um, and they went to the court and the mom hooked up. The mom the mom wanted Romeo. So she pulls Romeo into the family because on paper he's a perfect person. Yeah. Um, but I wanted you to see that he's not perfect. He's, you know, he has some hallways. ways. He, he is dismissive of women. He, you know, he, and so I, I use Toddy to kind of show you why he really wasn't the perfect person that Diane thought he was. He he wants to be yeah. that person, though. That's what redeems him. He does want to be better. Yeah. But yeah. ultimately, a, a, a handsome man that's an attorney in his twenties is not a good man. You know, of course he's a hoe. <laughs> of course, you know, what I mean, he's not. He has too much. Sometimes a man can have too much going for him, and he's use. It makes him useless. Because he, he's, he has, too, you know, he has too much. A man has to yeah. have a little. A little. It has to be something wrong with a guy for, to keep him humble. You can't be handsome
0: and wealthy and you can't be every, and smart yeah. and you can't be everything. There's so many. So. Yeah. If that is you, your best hope is that something horrible happened to you when you exactly. were like 13. If, you if you're a good looking, right. wealthy man in your 20s, your best hope is that you're something horrible happened in your childhood. Yep. So you're not a dick.
1: Your twin died.
0: <laughs> your twin died. <laughs> something.
1: Oh my gosh! So that's You're why like, when when you see yeah. his parents, his parents are very like, shut up! Like it's like, way bye. Whereas everybody else, when Romeo talks, they listen. They do. His father's like, go away. You know? <laughs> that's
0: funny. Because somebody funny. needs to.
1: There always has to be a counterbalance, yeah. or else I I I worry that the audience will will hate the person. And I think that's well, what I'm not. I, I I Romeo's not getting the love I thought he would get. <laughs> uh, and this
0: is, people are like Romeo's kind nah,
1: of oh no like see I better. think I'm Romeo like, is
0: I think so here's what I think about Romeo and it's the same for a lot of the characters what I like about him is none of them are just flat all one thing like even the Fontaines they're not just yeah. like oh they're mean it's like there they are you know yeah. there's there's Ducey she tried to get away from him and they're having a yeah. birthday party and uh, Lucian kind of is Chelsea's buddy and yeah. you know like so you don't hate them either and Romeo I do love Romeo and he's just human they're just humans
2: mm-hmm. which is
0: awesome like even Ducey working at the grocery store everybody working at the grocery store yeah. I love that <laughs> I love that because Ducey works there right and and Chelsea works there and Maddie used to work there right? yeah Maddie was
1: everybody's boss
0: Right, right. And then yeah. they know other people from shopping there. Yeah. And I love that. I lo- and well, I just think that's great about all the characters is none of them are just one thing. Like mm-hmm. this person is just all good or this person is just all bad or this person is just all stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, Because even the what I would call like Candace. So a big a big person in this. Um, I thought it was so interesting that Candace Kane is such a huge part of this book and you really don't see her in real mm-hmm. life until the last little section, but you've, you're you forming all these opinions from everybody else's. And I wonder as an author, um, how do you choose which characters are just going to step in and start talking right away and that's how you know about them? And how mm-hmm. do you decide which ones other people describe? Is that just part of... However, the story gets told, or do you do it to give them some sort of power in the story? I thought about that a lot.
1: Well, you know, Chelsea is is very supposed to be, you know, Sherlocky, mm-hmm. and um, as was discussed in the hospital when everybody's trying to figure out who they are in this Sherlock dynamic, mm-hmm. and so a Sherlock very- has to have a Sherlock has to have a Moriarty, and so I decided that Candace was going to be, um, oh, spoiler alert. Um, I needed I needed to develop a character who was also from the hood like Chelsea, mm-hmm. also smart like Chelsea, um, who could foil or who could stump her, and uh, she had to be kind of invisible. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't because we already had the the voice of the Fontaines, you know what I mean? So we, we you know we had the we had the dead voice of we didn't because I wrote a chapter for Boudreaux, and then I took it out um where you I actually explain where the baby came from in the chapter and I think I'm just going to put it on the website as like a, a added bonus or something because it wasn't really necessary to the story it was just something I it just came out or whatever the baby um came
0: from?
1: yeah the little baby the baby that the Fontaines have um Lordy's
0: oh I didn't even think about that I just figured it was somebody else's baby
1: no that's Boudreaux's baby
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that's boudreaux's baby and they didn't that didn't even
0: i just figured it was one of the other kids babies
1: no that's the baby that they didn't know he had until his funeral so his his baby mama shows up at the funeral and drops the baby on their lap like this she's yours and walks away Mm -hmm. and that's how they get this little girl in this all-male family
0: Oh and my she, god, she's, Claire, you know, did she's, you get this?
2: She's, no. Yeah,
1: no, because I took the chapter out.
2: Right. Oh <laughs> shit. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I thought about it too. I was like, oh, whose baby is that? Is that because I feel like different people are holding the baby. Yeah,
1: they they she yeah, she's their baby. So that, that's why they all have her in different scenes. Huh.
2: She's with oh, Marin, nice.
1: she's with and then you see oh, how god. Marin uses her as a shield because we can't forget that Marin is a, as a, is a is an evil person. Yeah. And he's capable of horror. So he goes to the police station knowing you won't kill this baby. So that's why I brought this baby. You'll shoot me, yes. you won't shoot her. You know what I mean? So just to show how he's still in his criminal mind, even though it's obvious that they adore this little girl, you know, so, cause she's the girl. And that's why Carter's like, she's not gonna turn out well. This little girl's about to be run- running the heroin in Detroit. She can't, you can't, they can't raise a, a pretty little girl and she turn out okay. So, oh my God. That was that. I took the chapter thing. out because Cheerio. it really didn't
2: fit. Yeah. Bonus <laughs> material. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm so you wait a minute. You took
0: you took the chapter out because it was it didn't, too it, much. It just didn't have anything to do
1: with the story. Oh. It just was it was a good chapter. It's it decided. it gave us a lot about it told us yeah. a lot about Boudreaux, but it did. Yeah. Um, it didn't really. It it had nothing to do with the story. It it literally was just a scene in, at the funeral. Hmm. And yeah, I felt because like I let you know the family's already, You, I think I did a good
0: job of letting you know that the family was kind of
1: tired. Oh, of yeah. Me. And the you thing, know, so thing is, is if, you'd put,
0: if you'd have put that in there, I would have needed to know so much more. If you'd have left that in yeah. there, i been like, well, who's taking care of her? How'd that happen? Whose daughter is it? Who's the mother? Where's she? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would have had, a, you would have had to put four more chapters in. Right, and <laughs> it, would have just, it
1: would have just completely, because at first yeah. I was like, maybe it should be a prequel, Then I was like, no, I think I want to keep this little girl a mystery for now. I can always do that later, because as you know, you know, as you I'm sure you figured out uh, the Fontaines are not going anywhere. So it's just like we can deal with that maybe in the next Fontaine adventure. We're coming into COVID for the next book. So it's been a challenge trying to um, I had to because, you know, we didn't have COVID in book two even though I wrote it during COVID, because I was like, nah, I think I'm, I'm not ready for that yet, but now I don't think I can get away from it because now we're a year in, it's like COVID isn't going anywhere. So just trying to figure out how to uh, get everybody working with, in, in this COVID post riot,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, um, I can stay away from the the Donald Trump impeachment stuff, but I can't stay away from the, from the protest over the summer and I can't stay away from COVID. So. Got to figure you mean out to like it,
0: you mean for, for, in, to for put into the book. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it just is. Yeah. What it is. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still kind of shaping. I got maybe the first third well maybe first quarter of the book done. So I'm still mm-hmm. kind of shaping um, how that's going to look in terms of, does it make sense for Chelsea to be running the street, solving crimes in a pandemic? You know what I mean? You know, it's already dangerous. Now you're going to add the pandemic on top of that when you have a little baby at home, you know, so I was already Mm -hmm. conflicted about that. And my editor is just telling me that as a feminist, Chelsea has to keep
0: working, even if she has a little baby. So, (laughs) well, and it will be interesting to see her solve problems and for the people around her to have opinions because they're already a strong opinionated crew. And so they're all going to have strong opinions about. A pandemic, obviously, they're gonna. So that's interesting because cops still have to be cops, right? During and the Detroit Police
1: Department got hit really hard during the first wave. They had like three or four hundred cases within the department. So I mean, it's real. You know Mm -hmm. what happens when when it comes close to Carter? What happens when it comes? What happens when Romeo's defendant might have it, or you know, or one of Chelsea's co-workers or something? So Mm -hmm. you know, Lee B is traveling who can, can keep, keep the baby, baby? but can, I think I, yeah. I think I think you figured that out at the end of book one yeah so, I mean at the end, of book two, the end of book two so yes
0: yes um
2: interesting to me because I I for me like I guess it makes in terms of like when I was thinking this was taking place like I guess it's now but um you know, contemporarily, like, Mm -hmm. obviously, there's all the technology and that kind of stuff, Mm cars, and, um, but for some reason, um, yeah, I think that's a really, like, I don't know. The
0: timing doesn't, hasn't mattered to me, I guess. It makes me
2: realize how real, like, the real the characters are for you, like, that they can't, their universe is not totally fictionalized which obviously it's not but that's just it's i've never really heard someone i guess talking about them writing their books and 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 having to make that decision i guess i'm you know um yeah c- i'm curious about that decision and what made you feel like they're not living in a reality that doesn't have to deal with the pandemic you know what i mean yeah i, mean, it's, I, I went back and place. forth
1: yeah, it, I definitely went back and forth a lot um, about whether or not they were going to live in a, in a pandemic world or whether or not this universe could exist outside. Book two obviously existed outside of it, but because Detroit is such a diverse and rich city, uh, Detroit can't exist outside of it. So, and that was ultimately the decision. Like, mm-hmm. so you got this, you got, like I said, you got 300 cops with COVID, Carter's a cop. Yeah. So now we're pulling now we're now we're we're I felt like we're diminishing the impact that the disease has had on the city.
2: Yeah. And I
1: feel like I'm diminishing the impact that the George Floyd protests had on the city. Right. Because Detroit was one of the few cities in America that had a very peaceful protest. Because of the fact that we are riot babies. We've seen what the riots and the burning uh, up sure. and things can do. So our riot our riot looked very different than some of the other parts and I feel like that needs to be applauded and I can use my platform to, to speak to that and because I wanted Detroit to be a, a character in this series yeah um so it's like this is it, it's not really for Chelsea and Carter and them it's really more for the character that is Detroit so yeah and I
0: guess you can do it without having to You can pick and choose what realities are revealed. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to delve into like, how do people feel about the election? Yeah. Like you can be. So I'm staying away from that. I'm definitely going to stay away from the election, but I am
1: going to, I I have to look at all my characters and see what would my character be doing? Rashad would be the guy that's saying, it's a hoax. I'm going to keep partying. I'm going to Atlanta. I'll see y'all later. I'm not being bothered with COVID. (laughs) You know, he would be that Uh guy.
2: And then Romeo will be the
1: guy that gets tested every week. Romeo's the guy that's like, I got tested. I get tested every week. Yeah. I get tested every week. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. And then the rest of them will fall somewhere in between the two extremes. Mm-hmm. The two, you know, the two, you know, yeah, you got the one that's super. And then Lee B is the guy who's, who's like, don't leave the house. You have a baby. I'll go to the grocery store for you. Wear your mask. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not solving crimes. You're not doing that or whatever. Because yeah. Lee B is the guy that is, Levi was the person that didn't know Chelsea had the gift. He just met her and mm-hmm. he, and, and found her fascinating. So he's not used to this. So that's actually right. part of the story arc of book three. Is him that's being like, "Interesting. I need you to sit down. Why? Do yeah. You, I need you to sit down. You know. What I'm <laughs> right. Her being like, sit down.' Everybody wanted me to stand up. Now I'm standing up. You're telling me to sit down.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I bet Maddie is maddie like a karen <laughs> is she like maddie's definitely going to use her money to
1: in her you know and her access to get you know get the vaccine probably mm-hmm. i think maddie having access to the vaccine before everybody else but maddie right. at the end of book two you know they decide to be closer to yeah. the kids so uh I, I purchased a house for maddie and sherwood forest that was six hundred thousand dollars and she's going to be remodeling that. And if oh. you remember from book one, Maddie's remodeling taste is terrible. Yeah. So yeah. she's going to be basically uh, desecrating one of Detroit's oldest homes. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of her uh, her book three story arc. And in that way, they're closer because uh, Ray is uh, realized that he abandoned his daughter and he's ready to step up and yeah. you know take care of his daughter. But you know, it yeah. was a painful time for everyone. So I didn't want it to I didn't want him to look like a cliche black father. I just I, I needed people to understand it was pain. The the grief, the grief just kind of tore the family apart for a minute. Yeah. But now they're they're so book three is you know them kind of trying to heal from that and be closer and
0: you know, an effort. I love the plain scene. I did too. <laughs> I love the plain scene. There's there's a scene in the book where Um, Ray and Maddie are flying back up to Michigan and the baby is on the way and they're having a conversation that is shocking the other passengers in the plane but it's also (laughs) perfectly outlining their relationship yeah and it's kind of endearing because they're so real with each other (laughs) it's really I like I loved that. I loved that. There were so many great scenes here, Heather. Ah,
1: yeah. So all of them didn't make the final cut. So if I got, if I did my read through or my editor, I say, "What do you think of that?" And she go, yeah, "It's good, but it's not. It, it might because you want a few red herrings in a mystery novel, but you don't want mm-hmm. like that that funeral scene. Somebody might have thought it was a clue in there. It's like there wasn't a clue in there. You know, it just mm-hmm. so yeah, that's the that's the problem with mystery versus if this was just a, a more of a campy drama mm-hmm. I could I could maybe go down some different wormholes but I don't want people to because because mystery lovers of mystery that's the kind of stuff they'll email you for and cuss you out about like right oh they, I was they, thinking they about want it to be fair they feel it has to be a fair they want to be able to try right. to solve don't it lead
0: themselves. me astray so I was thinking there were things that were said and when they were said I'm like that is a clue <laughs> <So> <laughs> one of them was um the lawyer money twist oh page 33 um there's a hint when she's talking to James or she's telling somebody the story about like well if he was hooking up with somebody and had an alibi why didn't you just get a lawyer and get him out mm. and she says well this woman Terry Linden or you, you know Terry yeah, um, is it Terry Linden
1: no it's um it's and he Oh is no! At the at party. the yeah at
0: the yeah. Her name was Lynn
1: Dennis, but you don't know that at that point. That the, right. the lawyer's name was Lynn Dennis.
0: Right. Was it Terry? Terry Lynn Dennis. Yeah. Lynn mm-hmm. Dennis. Okay. So there's something about yeah. This woman called. She offered. You know, it was going to be a hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> no, 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 no. I remember going uh-huh. like, hmm. Yes. 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 So,
1: but That's how the,
2: lawyers work. I don't think. <laughs> well,
1: if you know, well, you know, if you if you're a Matlock fan, you know his retainer was a hundred thousand oh. dollars. He wouldn't even touch your case. So the really, really good lawyers, yeah, um, they come in the door like, and and like like uh, Snap said they know you have it, Chelsea. So they're like, hundred thousand dollar retainer. I get your man out of jail. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a far fetched concept. She just wasn't gonna go. She wasn't. She was still adamantly against using Maddie's money. So she was like, no, you know, no, it's not happening. I know,
2: but you
0: don't know what a close call it was Mm -hmm. until so much later in the book. It's such, it's, I felt like the timing of that reveal of that phone call and who that was and how it all ties together, man, that timing was dope. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I was like
2: oh I know what's happening (laughs) I was super like I have no idea like definitely the Candace something's going to happen with that but I had no idea how
0: oh yeah well it was so much more interesting than I thought it was going to be like I didn't my my little clue about maybe it wasn't Candace in some of the pictures and Mm -hmm. maybe the texting and the stopping texting so Candace is this Suspect that first you meet as her the alibi. Her. She went, she was at the bar She's with the alibi. Yeah, what, the alibi. What Chelsea has to find out that her baby daddy, who's in jail, had this other woman was a stripper named candace yeah candace. <laughs> and she's dealing with that and also realizing that he would rather protect that woman and have her as an alibi than be out and be with his baby her. yeah <laughs> his baby. <laughs> his baby. And so she's dealing with that but also this woman is kind of suspect and so they, they look her up on Instagram, she spends all night going through Instagram and a lot of people mention, or it's mentioned several times, like, wow, she looks so different than this picture. These pictures look so different. Wow, she's really changed. She looks different. And I kept thinking, well, they've said that a few times now. <laughs> I think mean, there's something Well, honestly, that about. is Well, honestly,
1: that is a huge criticism that black women get because of the weaves and everything that yeah. um you know you'll you'll take her home one way and you'll wake up with a completely different woman like in, once she takes her wig off and once she takes her lashes off you look different <laughs> so that's kind of a running gag in the in the black community like who you know uh, make sure she looks the same way in the morning So knew that, <laughs> that was when you know when you say a, a stripper and then her father kind of shows you this graduation picture of this nice girl but then
0: mm-hmm.
1: she as a stripper she's wigs and weaves and lashes and all this and it's like well now she looks like a completely different person yeah so that kind of shows you how her ability to kind of be a chameleon
0: yeah well, and it will be
1: important later on
0: you know so important yes it serves two totally different purposes mm-hmm. like the first purpose is just to get you going like oh women in detroit get that <laughs> they yeah. get it and then the other thing is is oh it could be easy to mistake one person for another to, mm-hmm. or to not recognize someone that you just saw because they look so drastically different in right. fashion, their hair, or whatever. Yep. You just don't even recognize someone that you know. So both of those are plausible, but then it's totally necessary to believe that because of what happens later. And, and I need, you know, and for what can happen in the future.
1: I need, Like I said, I need her to be a master of the skies. You know what yeah. I mean? So mm-hmm. she, yeah, she needs to That's be able to-
2: yeah. Yeah. I need her to be yeah. able to
1: because I, I haven't decided yet how, you know, when we will see these people again. You know, so I, I wanted to make sure I had an open palette so that I could bring whoever back however I needed to, any way I yes. wanted Yes,
0: Yeah. So oh yeah. Claire, are you about to say something?
2: Uh maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that 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 her chameleon also that's part of part of her con too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She to her neighbor and to her dad that mm-hmm. she's, you know, a goody goody and
1: she's um, gonna be whoever she needs to be. Yeah, be whoever she needs to be. And that's the you know, that's a sign of a, a gifted grifter. She she con Boudreaux Fontaine. She was she was good. She was good. That yeah, was the whole yeah. point. She was good. She then, everybody. You know, I don't know how you guys about, um what is his name, what is the guy's name. Sherrod. Had the, Will. You know, the had the, no, the guy that had the long money. What's his name? Oh
2: God, his name. The guy that had the what? Will. <laughs> Pretty, the long money.
1: Pretty man or? No, the guy that was in the, in the bar, the one that told Handsome. him he yeah,
2: me, no handsome, me no handsome
1: handsome, <laughs> <laughs> you know, handsome. that was pretty nice. me no handsome We got me yes. handsome and me handsome want to kill somebody so oh my god oh <laughs> and my the thing god. is i had a friend and she was a very pretty girl and she used to she used to kind of you know get men for money in a in a duplicitous manner and i used to always tell her like you better be careful you're gonna meet the wrong guy he is going to strangle you and it was like, because I knew there were guys like that. They, they'll get mad. They won't take it in stride because you're pretty. Yes. They will. They will choke you out. And so I was like, I need her to have had some bad experiences with this. And then at the same time, we can reveal something. Because you need the revelations to come from different sources or else the readers will get boring, so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I, I,
0: <laughs>
1: I enjoy I like creating his... him because he, he just, I, I i can see guys in Detroit that look like him. And I like mean, his, that like was all of
2: more vivid, like, visual, yes. picture, <laughs> like, immediate visual pictures that you get, for sure. You could just
1: go into, like, a hood bar in Detroit and I could be like, mm-hmm. that's the Nino no hands of, of this neighborhood. I knew like <laughs> don't, don't ever cry. He's old and he looks like he's played out, but he has a pistol in every pocket of his suit. <laughs> <laughs> if you think he will not shoot you in 2.5 seconds, you are very nice. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. be very respectful of him. And if Fish you're nice, stars, he'll be nice. And, bullet yeah, holes. he got, he, his, he wears his life. You can see everything he's been through.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. you
1: just know he's not the one to mess with at all, ever. So,
0: so I think that, that this is her backstory. Like somebody. Because of all the people that she's kind. So <laughs> just... Follow me here for a second. So Candace, Candace Kahn's Will, her dad, James, Sherrod, Boudreaux, Mino Handsome, and the rest of the Fontaines, right? I mean, and yeah, she got her, the Fontaines,
1: yeah. too. She got the whole and, family. And Sharp.
0: So she's and like, mm-hmm. she's, she's the villain in this mm-hmm. whole thing. And she's just laying low. Everybody's yep. just talking about her. So what I was thinking is like, she has her whole own series, right? She's like Jason Bourne. Right, the
1: misadventures.
0: This is is just her backstory.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) This is just the setup for the Candy Cane story. Yeah, the story of Candy Cane. Yeah, this is just the the beginning of her story because think of all the- Candy Cane cons. I got to get a drink. Candy Cane (laughs) cons. (laughs) that's hilarious that's good that's, good. that's good. oh yeah oh yeah and uh so the it was said right it was said very clearly she recognized two things in men stupid and money is that yep. how that line goes <laughs> stupid and money and I was like oh I think I can see that too but I don't use it for ill you know exactly. it's more it's more like when I see that because I've been around women who who recognize it and go right in. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? They're like well, I'm going to get something out of this. You, yeah. you know, like they, they'll do it. They'll do like, no, no, no. This man will buy us all dinner. He's done it before. Like I've had friends yeah. when I visit them, they know that guy when they see him, like that guy wants nothing more than to buy us like yep. the most expensive vodka here. In right. States. <laughs> it will make him happy. It'll make us happy. We just got to do it. You know? So I know those people, I don't usually, I'm usually like, Oh, right <laughs> the most important thing about you is that you have money and i don't care uh, right. because you're not interesting and i'm just not working on me right so i can't take advantage of you I
1: but apologize. the women that can they they zero in on them like the bionic mm-hmm. man like do 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 and yes. uh uh you have women that go for high stakes like uh, our candace in the beginning when theodric explains who she is he's telling mm-hmm. you did you oh, buy a so house good. did you do your taxes did she Cause he knew her yes. and he was like, I know exactly how she's cut. Cause one, thing about the, right, Cause one thing about the hood is that we do protect our criminals. So we'll know that you're dirty. We'll know that you're horrible. And we'll still be like, well, she's still a good person. And that was Theodric's whole thing. Like you act like just because somebody this, they can't be a good person too. And it was like, yeah, well, no, so- most
0: people don't think they're good people yeah she says she said okay so this page 44 it's one of my notes because i'm like this is such a great reveal like you said mm-hmm. you have other people reveal things about candace and i love it so much so um damn snap she got you huh got me what <laughs> she scammed you sold you a credit card that didn't work lifted some money out of your pocket told you she was pregnant <laughs> you ain't let her do your taxes You got audited? Did you take your car? Is that why it's not outside? You didn't buy one of them fake houses, did you? Theodric shook his head in sympathy. You really got to watch them pretty ones. Is she into all that? You just said she was cool people. Which is it? Both. She's a sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. (laughs) And that's that great line. It's like, but she can smell two things on men, money and stupid. Don't turn your back on her. She'll steal your socks out of your shoes. Yeah. She'll steal your sock out of your shoes. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, that's a description of somebody right there. He that's told you like, everything you needed to know right there. <laughs> yes. I love it. He just laid it out and you're like, okay, I guess we know who she is now. <laughs> we know who she, never forget who she is. <laughs> oh my God. That is so fun. So in the last Book, there wasn't really that singular villain, was there? No, because that was when Chelsea
1: was learning how to use her gift for good. So we had a series of short stories. Yeah in the in the first uh small encounters in the first. And I, I regretted not having little Olive in book two, but I felt like if there was a life and death situation, we'd want to protect the uh Aunt Grace and Olive the most. Mm-hmm Um, because I kind of went back and forth about that too because I was like, "Ah, I introduced Olive and she's not in book two because I and her little boyfriend, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'll probably bring them back around in book three or whatever. Um, But yeah, I had to make some decisions because I did want to flesh everyone out more. And I was like, this book could be 700 pages if everybody gets (laughs) a chapter, you know what I mean? So I was like, I had to make some kind of tough cuts. And so um, I had to kind of sacrifice. But the story of Olive and her boyfriend and the stolen merchandise and all that, that was pretty much just you learning how to see how Chelsea could deduce her deductive skills Mm -hmm. but there was no real you know at the end you get the you know you you see when Luke pops up you you know toward the end it's like okay something something's about to happen because this a family like the Fontaine's is not gonna let you kill their brother and not do anything to someone Mm -hmm. or whatever so they're just not and James is the obvious choice but based on like she says to Archangel I don't understand your math But like, why would it ever have been me? But Ark wanted a replacement child. So, because he's a maniac, you know. (laughs) Son for a son. Yeah, son for a son. So, and he didn't even know that Chelsea was having a boy, you know. (laughs) So, just like a a baby for a baby, a kid for a kid. Yeah, it was a very, uh, very sinister and you could tell, like, if you know, you could tell I read a lot of comic books and stuff because I like the idea of the heavies in the front and then the mastermind in the back. Mm-hmm. I like the concept of a master plan because I, I don't think the Detroit police would need Chelsea if they could figure it out themselves. It's, these are for the more complicated human. You have to understand human nature. And Chelsea is definitely somebody that understands uh, the sees the evil in the hearts of men. So she can kind of see things. That's why she, you know, Romeo was like, let her talk, let her talk because he, Romeo sees the good and he can't see the evil in the hearts of men. So he was very confused by her explaining <laughs> everything that happened. I was like, okay, this cause he's like, why would, why would a person do that? And it's like, because mm-hmm. jacked up worlds, crazy world, Romeo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is a coming up roses. And that's why he was the one that was, um, you know, and that's why he didn't think that Toddie would cheat on him because it, he, in his world that just wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, even though she was beautiful because Toddie is actually Romeo's counterpart.
2: Yeah, she's yes. beautiful.
1: She's and she's has a bunch of teacher. options just like him. Yeah, they both they were both the same person. They both cared about the law. They were both good people, but she could match him at his own game, and mm-hmm. then he didn't like that. He didn't he didn't like it when she did what he did. What he was doing that's a fiery duo, there, yeah.
0: <laughs> Romeo and Tati. Like, I don't want them to end up together, but I do want to
2: watch them have sex. I think
1: <laughs> I, and that's what I was thinking too. I was like, I said, she got to stick around for a little
2: while longer, yeah. That um, dress taking off scene that was <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was still PG, <laughs>
2: yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. Um, that's the show, they're, they-
1: they're very, they're very sexual, both of them are very
0: sexual people, so uh-huh. yeah Uh uh-huh and just and it's yeah that'd be a great
2: but I love that about the um the Fontaines and their like particular brand of evil because Mm -hmm. um it's true like and they've done studies kind of on um on this kind of thing like when when something is either like basically they do I don't know why this is the association I made but They do studies on like stress levels in bears, for example, Uh and a bear will be good. Like if the food supply is steady, good, they're stressed. They're like, Uh they're good. If the food level is stress level, if the food level is like constantly low, like it's higher, but Uh it's, it's consistent. If the food is like sometimes there, sometimes not there, like if it's really inconsistent, then Uh actually... With just with like any kind of nourishment, like as a kid, Mm -hmm. if parents are always bad or always good, but if they're like sometimes, if you don't, yeah, what's gonna happen? The stress, the anxiety, not knowing what to expect, and that uh, it like gives them that extra edge of evil because that uncertainty of like you don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. Yeah, it's you know they're not gonna kill the guy who killed their son. They're gonna. Try and inflict a similar pain on him. Yeah, by taking his son away from them. So yeah, yeah. I just, but they
1: just, said the the father's evil. That's what they said. Like yeah. he's gonna cut off your finger till he gets his money. Just, he's gonna take yeah, a finger. A criminal mind and be out. Oh, yeah. Logic. Yeah, yeah. And there was a there was a my my friend. Her name is Terry Lynn. Because I you know everybody's named after somebody. <laughs> oh and, yeah, um, it was awesome. It was.
2: She's awesome. like one of
1: my best friends, and she's a very 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 intelligent woman. I love talking to her. And that's why I wanted, I gave her the name and her, her, she comes from a really big family. Like she's one of those people that have like 10 aunts and uncles. And so I was always jealous of those people growing up. Like they had such a, because I had a little, little tiny family. So people that, oh, I got 27,000 cousins. And so I'm like, I'm so jealous. And she came from one of those big families and it's predominantly men in her family. She's got, I think she's got like eight uncles and they're all musicians, but they're, they're, they were raised in the streets and You, she she'll tell you a story in passing. You know how people will tell you a story, but they don't expect you to be shocked because it's normal to them because they were raised in it. But you're over there like woo. She'll tell the story. It should be like yeah. So then my uncle, my uncle uh, Frank um, beat him up, and then we went to the movies. Like wait wait what your uncle? (laughs) (laughs) And she be like oh yeah no Frank don't play that. If you say something disrespectful, then all my uncles are gonna beat you up. And then whatever. And it was like that's the way they were raised by their mother and father. So when she'll tell these stories, I'll be like, your uncles are fascinating Mm -hmm. men. But their mother, they were raised by their mother, who was a very, very, very good woman. And when she passed away, she was one of those like matriarchs of the neighborhood. She fed people, she gave people money. So everybody loved her. She had this really good heart. So she raised her sons to be tough, but she also infused so much love into them. they, They temper it with love. So I looked at her family and I said, what if they were raised by the father instead of the mother? And instead of tempering that with love, it was tempered with hate. What would you get? So the Fontaines are like the bizarro Terry Lynn's uncles. They all play <laughs> instruments. They're all very, they have a loving dynamic amongst themselves, but mm-hmm. it's a more sinister response trigger. Whereas Terry Lynn's family is going to, part. Of, they're they're going to beat you up if you're wrong. They have a right. real interesting sense of justice in that family which i found well then that's how they work things out like brothers fight
0: i've known a lot of brothers that
1: fight yeah if terry lynn's uncles come for you you did something wrong to someone it Mm -hmm. was in the defense of uh, other almost like they're almost like hood superheroes Mm -hmm. and i was like now what if you flip that and they were not in the right it was not a righteous kill but there's still like a sense of Morality there, which is why they intervene and go. Wait a minute, we can't, we can't do this to Chelsea unless this man is truly the guilty party. If he's not yeah. guilty, we can't do this. So we got to make sure, you know, or whatever. And then that's where Luke comes in. Like she, you know, my experience with Chelsea, she's never wrong. So that was oh. enough for Luke to be like, well, wait a minute, Chelsea's not wrong.
0: Yeah, I love. This is one thing I love about um the the richness of the characters and the Fontaines getting to know the Fontaines. I love watching mob movies and stuff like that. And I realize is it's because it's not the moments when they're being mobsters that make them interesting. It's Mm -hmm. when they're talking about the type of gravy they like on the pasta or they're like playing with the cat. And you're like, oh, that's what makes it interesting. And so the thinking about the family is just like somebody who sits next to somebody in math class, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just murderers who are out to kill a baby, but thinking of them as, you know what I mean? Giving them little interactions, like Ducey working at the grocery store. Like that makes it, it roots it in such a like, just, humble reality and doesn't and make her not choose? talking
1: to chelsea because she knew what was about to happen she knew it was about to happen yeah and she, but she also it.
0: is such an interesting conflicted woman yes she is. she's, she's trying to get away and she can't and she's like anyway and she likes chelsea she likes Chelsea. yes
1: because yes. so one of in book, two, in book one i don't know if you remember this but in book one when chelsea gets to work late and the the son the owner's son is giving her grief doozy's the one that defends her Doozy's the one that's like, shut up and leave Chelsea alone. That was Doozy. I
0: remember that. Yeah, that was (laughs) Doozy. Well, okay. So, the thing you were saying a minute ago about letting one person characterize another person, and then we talked about the one that was like, that was all you need to know. What Theodric said was just totally describe Candace Mm -hmm. Kane. And then when we keep hearing about. I believe they call that foreshadow. Foreshadowing. (laughs) On page 77. So Lee B. is hanging out with Chelsea and, uh, you know, they're talking about, oh, I thought the Fontaines were over only on our side. No, no, no. We know them on our side too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They run shit everywhere. You know, and they're having this conversation and she's saying, well, I know they're everywhere, but Boo Boudreaux is the only one people seem to hate. And Lee B. says he was loud, obnoxious, and cruel. One time I was at Wolfgang Game Pucks inside of MGM. Boo came in with his entourage. He just lost a bundle at the craps tables. He kept raising his voice to the waitress, called her a few names, complained about everything on the table, then left without paying. The whole restaurant was tense. He upset everyone. That was my only personal story, but he was a bully and an ass everywhere he went. Mm -hmm. And I realized I that one paragraph. I'm like, I get Mm -hmm. it. I know that asshole. (laughs) I've seen him. I've accidentally been at a table with him and I'm like, oh my god yeah. I'm so sorry I didn't know this guy was such a dick you know? right everybody <laughs> apologizing least, to him right it, <laughs> yes it's such a great story because everybody goes mm-hmm, I know I know that asshole. yeah <laughs> well the so
1: basically anybody could have anybody would anybody could have wanted to kill boo boo was horrible
0: yeah so
1: anybody yeah. is a million he had a million suspects and that was the That's purpose of I mean. saying that like how would you know where to begin yeah. everybody hated this guy
0: yeah yeah
2: anybody that met him have you ever met him yeah if you you ever met him in the lineup lineup. (laughs) have you met him Uh, yeah like like what i was saying gonna say was that the family kind of talks about how he's persona non grata but there's not there's not a ton of specifics mm -hmm. then when you see that scene you're really just like oh yeah
1: yeah because the others seem to be a little more focused um, which was the purpose of that first chapter, saying Boo was kind of the wild child. Everybody else knew their role in the family. Yeah. And Boo was just benefiting off of the work the others did. He knew nobody would bother him, except for, obviously, Nino Handsome, who was not afraid of the Fontaine. <laughs> so, um, because he's a monster too, you know? So Nino, he wasn't yeah. afraid. Yeah, Nino Handsome, <laughs> anything but... So, the uh, yeah, that was the kind of purpose of... Because even if you... If you're on, if you're in the streets, if you're on the block, it, it, it's it's people like my parents would have been like, oh my god, the drug dealers go in the house, lock the doors. But there was always a family that was like, I wish they would come over here. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's not afraid. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> so
0: right. You kind of see the the, so the dynamic. of the streets it's Like right. the ice cream man. You're like, hey. Where are you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody scared
1: of those guys? So there's there's always those, it's it's degrees of evil um, right. in these kind of dynamics. And it's it's people that other people that live like them aren't afraid of them. Cause even even uh, the East Side Gunston boys weren't afraid. They should have been, but they weren't. You know what I mean? So or else they wouldn't have, they would have never stolen them from Ark if they were afraid. You know, so they mm-hmm. they were like, we're good, whatever, what's he gonna do? And yeah. then it was like, then when it all went left, it was like, oh, okay, you know, but, and that's, that's just the truth of people that live that kind of life. They can't do what they do and be afraid. Yeah. So yeah. they're kind of fearless. And that's why, that's why a lot of them die because they're thinking nothing bad can happen to them. And then they're, you know, prepared,
2: they're already prepared to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're,
1: they're not. Yeah. And that's the, honestly, as the scariest person in the world is somebody that's not afraid to die. Yeah. Cause that's a person that will do anything. They'll do anything. We and saw- that, that exists oh, yeah. in all cultures. You know what I mean. I so, was gonna
2: say we just saw some of that. Some people who are yeah, like, you
1: know, <laughs> talking revolution. You know, yeah, in the in the failed revolution. <laughs> the <laughs> other revolutions Jeez. were were successful. This so, one failed. So
0: in case uh, uh, okay, it's January 2021. The last time the three of us were together was August 2020. And we thought things were crazy then. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. We, we hadn't even had an election yet. So uh, since we talked, um, Claire and I went through Croptober together. Oh, yeah. Okay. We harvested a whole shitload of cannabis together. <laughs> it was <laughs> intense. And then. Um, so long ago. It seems like so long ago. Long. But it was just October. But it was like, whew. And then holidays-ish. Yeah, uh, you know, like we'll Zoom Christmas. Zoom uh, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> we canceled Christmas. Um, so that happened. Uh we're still basically in lockdown. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um
2: uh our we're we're there was a coup about a week ago. Yeah. Uh, My been, I didn't think I'd see two coups before 35. <laughs>
0: right may you be blessed to live in interesting times they say and i say i am blessed well we saw
1: we saw a lot of things before 35 we saw two coups we saw airplanes flying in buildings and Mm -hmm. the pentagon you know we saw we saw an evil threat from a foreign land and then we saw domestic threats and 35 we saw uh timothy mcveigh you know what i mean so we Mm -hmm. some of this is like i think it just happened so far apart we're like shocked again it's like really
0: I'd, I think once you get to be about my age, yeah, <laughs> but too. I think about like, or I, the other night I was watching Bridgerton. Have y'all seen Bridgerton?
1: Yeah. Now okay. that was some good sex scenes. Woo.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. So, Woo. so, you know, you watch Bridgerton or you watch Outlander or you watch mm-hmm. um, Game of Thrones. You watch anything, right? And you go, oh, this is a story about these prideful men who made up these terrible systems where half of the civilization gets fucked and then also there's nice there's these cool costumes <laughs> yeah. but like every story is like that and after a while you're kind of like oh nothing is unique do you know what i mean nothing is unique oh my gosh this is an unprecedented event it's like my really. Name? Because do you remember how our country was founded? We were like this, the just horrible people that Britain didn't want for a while. Mm-hmm. We were just like, you could either go to prison here or you can go to, to the Americas America. right. you know? <laughs> And then just go there and kill
1: each other and starve. And like And then and then the Americans started getting smart, like, hey, we don't need you. And it was like, wait a minute, you guys are supposed to be the losers. You were no, supposed no. to be the people that no, would, no, uh, we're the number country. one. Yeah.
0: We're going to do even more horrible things. We're going to write a Mag Magna Carta. I didn't
1: know you guys could write like this. We'd have kept you over here if we knew you was it. Benjamin <laughs> Franklin should say <laughs> We us. just discovered educating <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> do you know he invented electricity over there? We should have kept him over here with us. That should have been a British discovery. We got corn now and tobacco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <We're>
0: <laughs> got fine. corn and tobacco. <laughs> And some potatoes some of us still have teeth we're going yeah. to be a mighty nation
2: <laughs> so much sugar <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll be fine right we, we got be-
1: coffee and sugar now but they you know they were like it's not tea
0: but it's coffee it's brown it's better do y'all ever listen to the dollop the podcast the dollop Mm-mm. it's a really about- long it's a really long running um a history podcast. It's two improv dudes. And one one guy does all the research and tells a story from history. And the other guy has no idea what he's going to talk about, but just kind of improvs and makes fun. And they're really great. It's been on for a long, long time. But um, they just tell stories from history that you cannot believe in. The one I, I'm from South Carolina. The one that they had on today was sort of like how the Carolinas came to be. <laughs> and it really was just like the rejects of the universe, just <laughs> sleeping with pigs in swaps, just, yeah, it's hilarious. So it, it's funny because we're so proud to be Americans. <laughs> it's really hilarious. Um, what I found really Patriots, interesting. Our Patriots sample from last week just reminds you that we are indeed those people that were kicked out of another country. I, I, what so. I liked about the whole thing, I don't know if I'm going to write about it or do a joke
1: about it. I don't know. I don't really do political humor on stage. Right, we need really. I'm kind of bullshit. But mm-hmm. um, I, it's just, I, it's hilarious to me that mm-hmm. uh, after, you know, post-coup commentary, mm-hmm from Black people has been so patriotic that it's making me laugh. I'm just like seeing like, like the guy on the corner that's like, no, man, that's treason. No, no, you can't just be running up in the center of democracy, dog. And it's like, <laughs> now you're a patriot. And I think we had it in us the whole time. We just have had such a difficult relationship with this country that we yes, didn't so know. Yes. We didn't yeah. know everything we knew until this week. We're like, wait a minute, that's sedition. You know, <laughs> wait a minute. That's what Benedict Arnold did, you know. <laughs> like, you're remembering like every civics lesson you ever took, and so I just think the emergence of of black patriotism is. I know it's it's not funny, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious because this guy was on CNN and he was like, you know, everybody forgets black people were here from the beginning. Like we, we know everything everybody else does. Like yeah, we were here from the beginning. You know, <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey, we built the country too. Like yeah, we did build the country too. It's just we have had such an adversarial relationship with the political system it's like we forget like no wait a minute yeah You can't do that or whatever like, I, I,
0: hey i realize realized terrorism. I, I i realized <laughs> i listened to the proceedings i listen to proceedings and after the third or fourth time somebody says the gentleman or gentle lady yields i can't mm. stop laughing <laughs> like every time they say the gentle lady i'm like <clears throat> <clears throat>. like i can't take it seriously it's like Really, we're gentlemen now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <who> we are. <laughs> do you guys just say that because you can't like bump chests or like what? what are we doing here? The gentleman. like the gentleman, how you, Yeah. How do you guys all keep a straight face when they're like, "I yield to this gentle lady"? Really, that's how we're talking. Twenty twenty one. Really, so do you guys in like there? You, that shows you
1: just how much the the British really did influence our speech. Because we still do, when we want to be, when we want to speak eloquently, we immediately become British. You know what I mean? Like hundred uh, this this gentle fro you know what I mean? It's like, it yeah. like what are you, uh, scribes and
0: citizens. And it just reminds everybody in the world that the British are like, uh America. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we are so, so sorry so we brought
1: that baby. We, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> that's so the baby should have
0: drown. They went away. <laughs> thanksgiving
1: for us i feel like uh i feel like in the in the early days of the country like maybe in, maybe within a hundred years of the birth of the nation when it was when the wound with england was still really fresh i just feel like they were so embarrassed by us it's like we were like that we were like the kid that was born yeah. Yimpy, you know what I mean? Like compared oh, to like India future. and Australia, we were just yeah. like, oh
0: God, the American, going, the American was going, child. Spain. How are the colonies right. there Like, <laughs> uh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> you know, like if you because if you think about it,
1: the fact that the French, the French has so much of that area between Louisiana, parts of Canada, Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, and they were just like, you know, even though they fought for Michigan, but it was just mm-hmm. like we don't even want to be surrounded by. You guys. Let's go ahead, take. You know, we don't even want to be around you guys because you know the Louisiana was run completely different. Give than me the like, other colonies. Give me like eighty bucks. Yeah, just like what's what you got in your pocket? You right you didn't have all this. And it's just it's funny to me to see the 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 influence. Like me, if you look at the way uh, Quebec is, and if you look at the Louisiana culture beyond mm. the politics you could just tell that back in the day before the purchase it was just like the louisianas probably hated to see south carolina georgia coming like what are you doing here we hate you you're yes. dirty you're uncouth yes. you know how to talk oh my, you have slaves. oh my god you still have slaves you know <laughs> Oh still so, has
0: slaves? So this, this topic we're having so much fun with right now is the coup that happened and the, the second coup. impeachment of President Trump. And then we had an election. We elected Joe Biden, but part of the country doesn't believe it, even though there's been like <laughs> 95 <laughs> lawsuits overturned. And even though all the election officials are like, yeah, we counted it, it's fine.
1: And <laughs> like, recounted it, counted it was
0: again. A, the, so also our president called the... Uh, the secretary of state or some something in Georgia and just sort of asked him to just change the vote. <laughs> he just had <laughs> a big old recorded conversation. Our president, the, the president of our country, called him and was like, you know what? Just change it. You know,
2: everybody do wants what you gotta it. do. This and is back around to votes.
0: That wasn't the craziest thing that happened in the last 14 days. That I was reeling from that
2: crazy. When the next wave of crazy started. It's terrifying to know what's coming next. And
0: I'm just cracking up because like the what I've had to like just remember and watching you know, period dramas helps, is that shit's fucked up. (laughs) Always has been. There's always a hurricane, there's always a fire, there's a disease, there's a Mm -hmm. there's an overthrow, there's a there's too many rats. There's the electricity's out. You know what I mean? The like, shit is happening. A whole bunch of people that were rich realized that their investor took all their money. A major yeah. company was <laughs> lying about baby products. We're at war again. Like the shit's always happening. So it's, I have to remind myself, we were talking about this, a few of us the other night. I There, there was a person in my life and I've kind of had to just draw a little boundary, you know, like- mm-hmm. I could work on things with you, but I just don't have the energy right now. You know, I can't handle your energy and I've got to manage my energy. And I'm realizing when so many things, when so many things are happening, the most important thing I have to do is like manage my mental and spiritual well-being, you know, because otherwise it just starts to feel like, I think things are too crazy right now. <laughs> have they ever been this crazy? Are we gonna be okay? So I have to like cut that off and say, you know what? I'm gonna read some great books with friends, <laughs> and I'm gonna think of a new kind of pie I want to try to make. And you know, I really have to be super intentional about keeping my center okay right your mental your mental health intact that's
1: true yes you know what i think is also funny and i don't I, you know i'm gonna leave these jokes to the political guys the sure. poli- you know the political comics but on the one hand they said that there were congressmen giving tours to people before the coup yeah. um but, well we had to stop calling it a coup it wasn't a coup it was a failed coup coups okay. are coups coups are successful okay right that's <laughs> so, true that's true it was a, it was a failed coup Yeah. Um, So they were they were they were saying that uh, there's this one congresswoman, I watched the video and she was like, I feel like the congressmen that were giving tours the week before should be also questioned and and determined whether or not they were complicit in this attack. And the reason that they knew that people were part of the tour were also part of the attempted overthrow was because the Congress, the Capitol building has its own cellular network um, under underground. Because it's it's has to be it has to be uh, you know hack proof or whatever. Yeah. So they have yeah, their yeah. own they have their own network, if that makes sense. Their own tower. Mm-hmm. Um, it records every cell phone that walks through the door. So on the one hand, okay, this congressman is going to give a tour to this guy who's going to come back next week and attempt a coup. On the other hand, nobody knew the phones were being recorded. You know, what I mean? so it's it's such a stupidity to the attack. Like, yeah. Well, how come nobody told y'all the phones was being recorded? Because then you could have left your phones in your car. You know, like you guys all <laughs> had your phones in your pockets. That's why the FBI is finding you in a day because also, they know your yeah, phone. The they, they track, they're tracking your phone. That's why they're taking you off planes because right, they know but, you're on the plane because they're tracking your phone.
0: Yeah, but also because they recorded
1: your phone and nobody told you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and also because you're like, hey, my name's Dan. I'm breaking into the castle. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Texas. Like it's because they're not good criminals, even. Because I mean they're trying to say, well, this is a mastermind,
1: and they were, you know, they've been planning this for weeks. I'm like, but yet they didn't say the very simple leave your phone in the car. Like if right. I'm planning a heist, I'm gonna say, Ocean's 11, <laughs> George Clooney said, turn your phones off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so i'm just like how 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 much planning really went into this when literally that's how it doesn't it the people that we saw in the films we know they they were identified the internet identified them the same day um the internet police or whatever but the people that were quiet the people that didn't make a ruckus the people that weren't in the video they're they're getting picked up too because we recorded your phone when you it's just like how
0: oh my god who, who, who planned this wiley coyote like who heather's this? like heather's upset like when, you I, when they to told talking me i was to... like you mean to tell
1: me I, you know mystery crime is my book you mean to tell me that you <laughs> went well, in and, and they recorded your they recorded your cellular phone and then and then you proceeded to act the fool and thought they weren't gonna come get you <laughs> <I don't know.
2: laughs> Taking <laughs> yourself committing felonies yeah not oh I would
1: be a, I would be a great criminal there's no doubt I grew up on <laughs> you know, I grew up on murder she wrote
2: I, I'll be fine
1: <laughs> um, I grew up on Columbo where he runs I'll be fine
0: there's a lady there's a lady on <laughs> Facebook that somebody you know she, she's going like so-and-so picked up the podium so-and-so took this I took some papers and, and people were just like, and her name is there, you know, her name is here. And people were like, oh, Jane, honey, you just confessed to a felony. Oh, poor Jane. What a dumbass you are. Right. People were just saying like, because she's just confessing, you know, and here's why. Because people are used to doing shitty things without repercussions. Yeah. People who've never had repercussions. White people. White people. <laughs> or, or anyone who's never had repercussions. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know everybody in the world that doesn't have repercussions, but some people have never gotten their hands slapped or their ass kicked or humiliated and it, they've never had it happen. And so it's very surprising. They have not had their ass kicked for being assholes before and they're very surprised right now.
1: Well, mm-hmm. the thing is, have they been successful, and this is another thing that irritated me, I was like, this plan was not well thought out. And <laughs> overthrow, a Heather's really disappointed in the planning. In uh, the planning, I'm just like, who put this plan together? Um, <laughs> the the plan. Okay, so usually when there's an overthrow, you're you're um, moving the current administration. So if you look at like the French administration, the, I mean, the French revolution, the Russian revolution, the American revolution, they resulted in a new country. So you had, you went from France, the monarchy to France, the Republic, you went from, um, America, the colony to America, the country, or, you know, America, the colony to America, the country. So it was like, what were you going to do turn the dc into the republic of of what like what were you were you because there was no way that the only way that you're not guilty of treason is if you form law a new government in which you are now a citizen that that pardons you for those crimes that's what george washington did he didn't overthrow the king and then go okay but we're still we're still british no no they're done with england after they killed
0: Oh, I think it was going to be the Republic of Potato Skins with Ranch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what was it going to be? NASCAR, or the Republic of NASCAR.
0: <laughs> like once, the Republic of NASCAR with a side of potato <laughs> skins with ranch. <laughs> Which sounds no, like I said great this right was, right was not because there's no. no way you're
1: not guilty as long as you maintain your American citizenship. You would have to expatriate. You know what I mean? And I was just like, who? You thought you were just going to oh, take over the Capitol I, building and turn it into you. its own land? What did you think? you, you That was going to be the country, it was going to be the Capitol oh, building? Because as soon as you came <laughs> back outside, you were going to be in really
2: and, there. were and because there were so many military people, I think that they legitimately thought that they would be able to kill enough lawmakers, turn the election over so that Trump was still in power, and he would have the, I mean, you know, there is This fantasy of it—that's
1: not a coup, though. That's that's not a coup. A coup is an overthrow. You know what I mean? That means the government's gone. We build a new government. So I mean,
2: like that is basically. So I lived in Egypt when the coup happened in Egypt in twenty thirteen, and the military unseated the president, and then the head of the military took over as the president. Well, I mean he got voted in yeah so like he had the military on his side so i think because there were so many cops and military people and now they're finding all of these military people who are being put on like i don't know probation is the right word but um they're being investigated for sure for having even just sympathies for Mm -hmm. even if they had posted on facebook or twitter Mm -hmm. like go, you know, buddies yeah. at the Capitol or whatever, like, I, oh, they right. I I could be there or whatever yeah. um, there, you know. And I think that in their heads, they were gonna take, they were taking over the government mm-hmm. that they were gonna give the power back to Trump who has control over the military. And then, yeah, I mean, I- I mean,
1: there was no way that was still gonna be the United States of America when they were done though. Cause that's not what we do in the United States of America. So in order for that to have been effective, right. Trump would have had to institute new laws, which he can't do unless he passes them through Congress. So it's like, no matter yeah, how this They did not load, think
0: it through. They did, I, not I think, they did not think this through. They just they did didn't not. They didn't think it so, through. They thought, they thought they were a movie or a video they game. They thought they were a movie or a video game. They thought this was going to be their like, and then we won, even though we were unprepared, even though we were stupid. Even though our cell died. phones were recorded.
1: <laughs> even though, like, no. Even though they have all the of our, our FBI has all of our phone numbers now. But they were like, you know going
2: mean? to—they were just going to kill all the Democratic Congress people and senators. That's what they're. Uh, now be. I
1: do—I do think that that was probably more than likely with zip ties and all that.
2: But yeah, the, I've seen it. Just wasn't them, a, They're like, oh, this is the Muslim one. This guy is good. This guy's bad. And with like Ted Cruz's phone number on a piece of paper. Did you guys see that one? No.
1: No, I didn't see that. I, I, didn't see, see, I, I didn't did see. I did see OJ. Like I
2: did see OJ. In this guys in this guy's van, the guy who had like 17 Molotov cocktails, they mm-hmm. also found a list of phone numbers, and Ted Cruz's phone number is like one of the office phone numbers is among this list of phone numbers that this. I mean, I, I definitely shared. think that the
1: lawmakers should be concerned. Um, but if you, if the History Channel has a website where they list. Um, all the times that the white house was attacked basically most of them we never heard about because it just wasn't newsworthy because it was it was handled so quickly most of them i want to say 90 percent of them were ex-military and they were disgruntled veterans and ptsd and mental illness and uh, they stormed the white house uh alone it's just that it got shut down so quick because there was only one person so there definitely is something to this whole ex-military coming back and hating the government um, which is sympathetic because I think we can all understand why ex-military would hate the government, but yeah. um, for them to all yeah. come together like this is just where it gets like oh
0: concern. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we all needed to talk about that. <laughs> we all needed to did talk guys, about. Me. Did you
1: guys see OJ's video? OJ did a video about no. um about a, what. <laughs> About uh, the the riot at the Capitol, oh like he was god. just like, "Hey, so what's going on? And where was so and so? And where was this person?" And everybody was like, "Wow, you, you agree with OJ? You know a world crazy because <laughs> everything no, no, no. he said was right. He, he wasn't wrong. What he said It was just. it was like a party is like OJ. We can't agree with nothing you say. You kill people. <laughs> oh <laughs> my
0: OJ, god, we can't. You right. Well, we can't really agree with you because you out. It, <laughs> On this other podcast that I do sometimes, called Jazz Cabbage Cafe, one of the questions we went around and asked everybody was like, "Is now the time? Since things are already in a radical state, it, do we keep demanding? Like, it, it's not okay. Let's just let everything settle down. And it's like, no. Let's go ahead and get universal health care. Let's decriminalize cannabis. Let's go. Let's go. You know, let's change yeah. laws that make you have to jump through hoops to." do everything, you know, let's, let's go, let's keep it, let's keep it going. I don't want to, you know, on one hand, impeaching Trump seems to make sense just because, so he doesn't,
2: so he's, so it's official, you know. So he can't run for office again, so he doesn't get. Yeah, but,
0: but on the other hand, I don't want it to consume lawmakers because it's like, then we're still talking about him for so long. Yeah. I'm just over it. I want everybody i am just
1: to so wait he doesn't get secret service attention. now is that what the no uh, he doesn't get he so doesn't so get
2: there's, retirement there's a, benefits there's yeah there's, the there's trial there's, and then certain they vote again, then senate yeah. votes whether to convict after the trial yeah so i mean 100 percent, they gotta fuck i mean not they have to they have to go to trial now because the Congress for well it. he had already yeah.
1: passed on the salary so i don't think the financial benefits um are he's going to care about them no, i don't think he's going to care about the secret, the secret, service the
0: secret service either, service either. Yeah. what's really because i mean he, is, he's a millionaire so, he
1: can he, he can pay for his own private security like, he doesn't need i mean i mean like, i don't yeah. think that's gonna
0: well let me just say for listeners that it is january 14th right now mm-hmm. Yeah. so we still so when this comes out it, it's probably going to be post inauguration and we'll know a lot more. We don't. Yeah. We don't know. What's hopefully happen. nothing. Hope hopefully nothing too crazy happens. Nothing too makes crazy. This whole conversation yeah. All, yeah. So I want to pop all back crazy, in. Man. I want to pop. Up, I want to pop back into the book though because yeah. I wanted to talk about um, what I love is the crime is being solved. Uh, Chelsea's giving birth. Um, Ray and Maddie are flying. Up like all these things. There's such a good climax of information everything it's really great
2: oh yeah they're um, all coming together they're all like
0: yeah yeah everything is coming, coming together. together yeah and the information so candice this this character that we, we've talked about so much so far she she's conned will james charad am i saying charad is that right charad yeah Sherrod boudreau and um they're all so dumb and different ways (laughs) Mm -hmm. there are guys with more money than sense obviously and she is the woman who understands that and so there's a minute there oh and then there's will hirsch will hirsch is another one right Mm -hmm. okay so there's one two three four five there's like six or seven people that she's um reveals will hirsch Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love that character, too. I love yeah. Shotzi. Yeah. Shotzi's daughter
2: is <laughs>
0: Pasha. Is it Pasha? Yeah, Pasha. Yes. And I love that that those people just get thrown in there. And then you get to see Romeo be cool in a completely different way. He's mm-hmm. altruistic because he wants Pasha to be a good girl. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Shotzi... Trusts him, and you know, and and he finds out about Will Hirsch that way, who's mm-hmm. on house arrest, and he goes and talks to him. But that was important um, because,
1: if from book one, as you recall, Romeo was the one that was not afraid to go to the streets and listen, whereas all the police officers, there's a, a continuing, the streets know, but we don't know. The streets know, but we don't know because nobody talks to us. And Rose like, I don't need. They can talk to me. They don't have to talk to you. And him and yeah. Carter go back and forth about that from book one because Carter doesn't want the information. from the streets he's like he's rejecting the the, because he hate he really just hates that romeo has the relationship and can do things that he can't do
0: yeah that's interesting
1: yeah carter has a lot of jealousy issues that kind of slowly manifest uh his his envy kind of he can't he can't help but reveal his envy a lot even when it's inappropriate which is why toddy shuts him down at a certain point because she's like okay i'm sick of you you're unprofessional, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 Your envy is ruining the case. you know. I mean? Yeah.
0: So, so I want to, I'm just looking at the time here and I want to th- ask Claire, were there any big surprises you wanted to ask about or, or choices?
2: I don't think so, but just in general, like I said before, like I had, I knew it had something to do, you know, you're like, it has to be this stripper, right? It has to be. <laughs> you know, this, but mm-hmm. how? I was just like, I have no idea, but I know I'm just gonna be so like, have a nice little brain explosion when it happens. Like I can't wait for <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but, and I'm, you know, obviously excited. I was like reading it on my e-reader like, no, this is not the end, this is the end. <laughs> Okay,
0: spoiler alert right now, but I don't know what was more of a surprise to me. I don't know whether the lawyer scam was more of a surprise or the it's not her, the body's not her. Both of those were like bam,
2: yeah, bam. Yeah, but it's not oh. funny. That's fucked up because Sherrod really had to be a part of that. Yes. That's and it just it- shows you. That she, <laughs> she, she he got couldn't eaten. hack it, he threw up in the trash can. Yeah,
1: Sherrod was, yeah, Sherrod was the weakest link. Sherrod was the weakest link. <laughs> um, the uh, weakest James, link. James was the the soldier, James Rowe, you know, he mm-hmm. he wasn't going to say anything yeah or whatever, but, um, which was stupid. <laughs> so then we have to figure out what to do with James in future books, because there's no <laughs> way he's coming around. There's no way Ray French is going to let him be around their baby. You know what I mean? There's no Yay. way. Or <laughs> you or Carter
2: yeah nobody's that, gonna
1: let him like, come around but at the same time he still does have parental rights you know <laughs>
0: so it's like oh it's gonna be so messy and oh candy it's gonna Kane, be real messy
1: candy cane it's, and gonna her, be, it's gonna be so messy bringing james back into the story i'm not doing it in book three i'm not
0: okay. <laughs> i
1: can't not even gonna because well, be i can't do covid while, quarantine right?
0: and james i can't do all. no, can't do no he's just gonna be over there and yeah, candy Jane, Kane yeah. And her her magic witchy vajayjay <laughs>
1: Her, her bewitching, yeah. Her bewitching, yeah. Magic.
0: Well, no, no, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> she must have something going on. You know, she's got something going on. She's a yeah.
1: She's a she's a charismatic cult leader.
0: Uh-huh. You know what, what I mean? So charismatic she's charismatic cult leader. Oh my god. She knows
1: how to get what she needs out of people. And yeah. I mean, there's so many people like that in real life. They're they're just they've perfected opportunism. They know yeah. how to get what they they're survivors everybody will be dead they'll
0: still be alive yeah you know what I mean so oh my god I I mean that's it Miranda I loved um (laughs) Kelly Cash oh that was another great (laughs) twist was I was trying to figure out who of course I thought the Fontaines (laughs) hired Kelly Cash I thought the Fontaines of course that's who I thought like I would never have thought it was Ray oh my gosh that was awesome I like
1: that uh I like how Kelly Cash was uh he he wasn't impressed with Chelsea at all.
0: He's just like <laughs> you're just some girl from the block, and it am like, you ain't got no money. Shut up, girl. You know. I mean? Yes, <laughs> like, yes. But he's such an endearing character because I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I feel like I know enough about him, right? Yeah, I know just enough about him. Yeah, he, we're gonna
1: we're gonna do something with a uh, because I kind of laid the groundwork, the foreshadowing yes. of of his uh, his crush on Toddy his crush and his disdain for Romeo so oh. because Kelly Cash would be the un-Romeo you know what I mean he's the he's yeah. the big guy he's he's rough around the edges he's military you know Romeo's smart and all this or whatever mm-hmm. and it, it would kind of be like the you know um but he, he you could tell he's the kind of guy that would love Toddy Wright you know what I mean like I'm gonna treat you oh, I'm gonna yeah. marry you girl you know <laughs> yeah so uh, I haven't mean, yeah I'm still figuring <laughs> out how to do that how to put all that together how I want that to play out or whatever so yeah you know, these books take a lot of mental uh time. Like you, you know, people, what are you doing? It looks like you're doing nothing. Like, no, nah, I'm 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 piecing this together in my hand. It just looks like I'm doing nothing, but I'm working yeah. really hard right
2: now. With your own <laughs> little mm-hmm. yeah, Chelsea, like Yeah, trying to think, so you know, so like oh,
1: can I use that? Can I can I use that? Can I? you know I read the sometimes I read the crime um I read murders, like real murders that happen, Cause I try to see if there's some gem or jewel or something I can kind of use. Yeah. And um, there, there was a murder. It's not that I'm not spoiling book three at all. It was a, um, this guy on my timeline, you know how you have a Facebook friend but you have no idea where you know this person from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are always the people that, those are people that as long as they're chill, you don't care, but if they get too extreme any one way. You're like, get out of here. I don't even know you in real life and you delete them. I didn't delete this man though. He was in too much pain. Every day for like two weeks, he was just posting pictures of like, why'd they take my baby? Look what they did to my baby. And his, uh, his fiance got murdered and he was lamenting so much on my timeline. I was like, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? And I began to investigate his girlfriend's murder. Mm. And it, I was so enthralled by like, what the heck happened to this woman? Cause it is a kind of a baffling, mm. uh, and it was in the news and everything. It was kind of a baffling story. And so I use that as a conversation in book three because I was like, yeah, you know, when you when you have an eye for a crime, you see crime different. It's not like Ooh. like you know my mother watching, I'll be like, mm, mm, mm. this terrible city, and then she'll just move on. I'll be like, but wait a minute, what happened though? Yeah, like what, yes. what was she doing yes. there, you know, or whatever. So I kind of have Chelsea on that kind of on that mm-hmm. um, where she's mm-hmm. just kind of where she's just kind of enthralled in the idea of this man lamenting so much pain and i don't even remember his name guys but he was like he was so he was devastated and he just poured it all into every post for like two weeks it was everything was just like pain. you could just see the pain the pain the pain and that's what moved me to be even taking interest because unfortunately in detroit crime you know people die every day hold on you one know, but second this one was, mm-hmm. he was you know a real estate office doesn't keep cash so mm-hmm. who would rob a real estate office? Because they made it look like a robbery and the police were like, it's robbery, homicide. It's like, and he, you know, of course he's like, she never bothered anybody. She didn't even keep money like that. Like, so he's he's more or less processing the investigation in his posts. And it was just like, uh, somebody who's a, a criminologist would definitely be intrigued. Like, well, let's get mm-hmm. to the bottom of this one yeah, or whatever. So yeah. it's like little stuff like that where I'm like, I can't solve this woman's this poor woman's murder, even though I'm. I, by the time I was done reading every article about it, I was devastated myself. It was mm-hmm. so tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw. I was looking at pictures of her funeral and everything, and um, but I said, "But Chelsea, Chelsea can, you know." And that's how I think. Mm-hmm. Like I can't solve it, but Chelsea can. Mm-hmm. And then I will make yeah. a little note like mm, that might be Chelsea's next case. It's not, but that might be Chelsea's next case <laughs> right. or whatever. So um, I, I think you have can stay. A, a list of things like that.
0: I have like I a notepad. You can stay in this universe for ever. I mean, like, I want to know about Romeo's parents. I want to know about New Orleans. I want to know about the Fontaines in New Orleans. I want to know that <laughs> series. You can go backwards. You can go sideways. You can bring Olive back. Like, well, I, I would- like to bring, I like to do flashbacks
1: because I like to bring Diane. French. I actually regret the fact that Diane French is that I killed her off so quickly yeah. because mm-hmm. I came to love her after she was dead. And I was like, yeah. I really wish I would have just made maybe Ray divorce her mm-hmm. um, because she's such a great character to me. So now I do flashbacks whenever I want to have a Diane French conversation. I'm like, ah, let's just have Chelsea talk to her mom in her head. You know, I mean? yes. <laughs> like, oh, that's precious. Diane she's is so, so about She'll it. You know, about Diane, she has no she has no filter. She has no chill. Mm-hmm. And she's just like she's a black mama. You know what I mean? She's oh, a black yeah. mama. And so she. uh And she loved Romeo and, Mm -hmm. you know, Romeo, uh, Diana Rashida wanted Romeo and Chelsea to be together way more than Romeo and Chelsea wanted to be together. So you see, because Diana's gone, you kind of see Rashida, uh, Rashida does not like Lee B at all because he is not her son. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I don't care what he does. He's not my son or whatever. So Rashida gets a little obnoxious in book three with the mothering, with the smothering of the, The why are you with him kind of thing. But I'm taking care of your baby, so you can't complain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to take yes. it or yeah. whatever. And she kind of gets, she gets very mom insky Since I don't have Diane there to do it, I was like, I think I'm going to give this role to Miss Rashida on behalf of Miss Diane
0: mm-hmm. to yeah. kind
1: of do that or whatever. And be this kind of annoying mom who's getting on these guys. You know, she's telling Carter not to smoke in the house and stuff like that. Like she's doing what Diane would do if she were there.
2: Yeah, yeah, you think at the end you she's like I'm gonna have to give them a lecture about drinking around children. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, because Miss Rashida would never, you know, Miss Rashida don't play that, you know. So, you know, she's just um. So yeah, it, it actually I finished. I'm sending off the preview to the editor today or tomorrow, and then I'll be able to drop the preview on the website mm-hmm. probably in a few days. So if you guys want to go check that out, it'll oh be oh my up.
2: gosh, the, the I love the it. Teaser, the like a- teaser, the teaser crazy work and writing machine
1: yeah I can't once I start I took a lot of months off because I had planned on finishing book two and then immediately starting book three because I I wanted to stay on the momentum but then I took a a break and then I was just like I wrote a script and I was just like okay wait a minute I gotta what I don't want to do is come out of quarantine and not have a complete series two books is not a series to me
0: yeah I would like Mm
1: -hmm. to have four at least I can have a shelf you know in a bookstore Mm -hmm. or something where people can because uh, cause they say the trend for books in 2021, they say the series is the ticket. So cool. get the, get that series, you know, make it, make it legit. I love it.
0: You could keep this universe going all kinds of ways.
2: I really, you know, think a, show, a show or movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's my, that's my pitch.
1: That's I'm my sure. LA pitch. That's I went to LA for the pitch uh, shorty. And every time no. I talk about it, people, like, I, I talk about it in a clubhouse. People are like, oh, my God, that sounds so dope. But you know how people, are yeah. they say that, and then they don't buy the book? Because I can see who buys the book. <laughs> it's like, you made me talk about my book for 10 minutes and then didn't go get my book.
0: Well, can <laughs> you, you buy the alone? second book? Can Like, can I buy the book that you gave me? Yeah, Um, you can buy it at, the, at Amazon. On the Amazon, thing, oh, okay. Because
1: yeah, I'm not doing physical copies because, well, now they're saying, digital is the way because of COVID, which is what I predicted. I was like, people aren't going to want to touch books, but I'm going to tell you who messes up the game is the people that have to crack the spine people. The, I need to crack the spine. It's like, oh, would you just get this e-reader and get on somewhere? And they want to, you know, so they want a hard copy. So I don't want to keep um, hard copies. I just don't want to keep them around.
0: I'm going to wrap up and then, so thanks so much, heather thanks for having Claire. you guys Thank oh you my so gosh much. uh go get um maybe shorty should be a detective and then immediately go get mama's baby mama's daddy's baby murder. daddy's murder <laughs> and you'll whip through both of them and then we'll just
1: we'll keep right and
0: keep right keep <laughs> and then and then eventually we'll get to see corona Lagoon <laughs> that is the Barbie soap opera done in front of a green screen that was a piece of fabric with Barbie dolls and an iPhone. I can't wait. Um, and uh, keep listening to Reads and Weeds. Bye. Let us know what you're reading. Bye. You've been listening to Reads and Weeds. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And wherever you stream, please like, follow, rate, and review. It really does help.